University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is David Stouffer and I get to be the recruitment coordinator for the UMSL College of Education. Each week on this podcast, we will meet an innovator in the field of education. We will spend some time getting to know them and learning about their work and how it can help you and yours. It is my sincere hope that this podcast will be a source of encouragement and support as you work to continue impacting lives as an educator. My guests today are Dr. Sean Woodhouse, Associate Dean of the University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education, and Alexandra Gresick, Student Support Specialist with the UMSL College of Education. Welcome, Dr. Woodhouse and Alexandra. Thank you, David. Uh, Dr. Woodhouse, if you would, um, please introduce yourself a little bit more, talk about your background and your current role at UMSL. Certainly. So uh, I am, as David has mentioned, a Dr. Woodhouse, and I have been employed at UMSL for now almost two decades. Um, My background is I have um, a master's degree in French literature, and I then actually transitioned into um, a PhD program in higher education. So I completed my education at the University of Missouri, Columbia and then transitioned after I completed my program to the University of Missouri-St. Louis to work as a faculty member. And so I have been an associate professor uh, at UMSL for, uh, as I mentioned, many years. Uh, I actually became an associate professor in 2005. And so I have worked with countless students, been fortunate enough to um, work with many of them uh, to prepare them to transition into very important staff positions and executive roles in higher education. I have many students who have become chancellors of institutions in the air, this area and beyond, uh, and they, you know, vice chancellors, provosts, you name it. So it's been a pleasure to really work with these phenomenal students uh, and help them to accomplish their career goals. It's very interesting. Now, just out of curiosity, in order to get a master's in French literature, how much of the French language do you have to master? Do you have to be pretty fluent in French, I would expect? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So I spent a lot of time reading books, uh, of course, that were written in French and having to interpret a lot of that information. Uh, I was actually immersed in an environment whereby I was required to speak in the target language at all times. And so it was a a really intense program. Uh, I've always been, um, I've had a really, always a strong interest in, and this proclivity to really understand language, be able to use language in ways that um, help students to be able to understand how to write well. Uh, And so having been immersed in that environment, I really became sensitized to the need to understand how to dissect the English language from every aspect. And so just some of the skills that I was able to to acquire as a result of having been enrolled in that program was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, it's it's an experience that I will always be proud of. And I even taught for probably five or six years as a French instructor 
uh, at uh, SIU Edwardsville, and um, I also taught at Mizzou several years. So it was a phenomenal experience. Sure. Well, that's that's quite a journey from French literature to associate dean in the College of Ed. But we're very, very, very glad that you made it here. So thank you. Alexandra, uh, if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself. Talk a little bit about your background and what you do here at the Umsel College of Education. Well, thank you, David. Thank you so much for having us. Um, So I, as you mentioned, I'm the student support specialist for the College of Education. Um, I have the amazing opportunity to get to work with Dr. Woodhouse alongside her to support our doctoral students um, and also our higher education master's students. So my role is very, very rewarding to me because I get to not only meet and connect with prospective students, I also get to see how our current doctoral students and higher education master's students really um, transform their practitioner work and also as You know, they move from students through their program, and it's just very rewarding to me to be able to have the opportunity to have just a chance to be involved with their studies. Um, In addition to working with students, I also work um, to support the college's marketing and communications efforts in partnership with our dean, Dr. Taylor. My background is in marketing communications. I uh, received a bachelor's and master's degree in strategic communication. I have worked in nonprofits, in healthcare, uh, education, and also in um, local government. And so I've had a wide range of experience in different industries, but education has always been a passion of mine just for the human service aspect and really having an impact on future generations. I've worked at UMSL now for four years and all in the College of Education. I started off as a business support specialist, helping with supporting um, HR and administrative and payroll functions. Um, Had the opportunity to work with a few students, employees, but really um, could not be happier now to have a full-time role supporting our um, amazing doctoral and master's students. Awesome. Awesome. And, and your background is, I think, speaks a lot to the College of Education that I've learned since I've been here and the variety of experiences that our staff and faculty have had that bring with them to the roles they have. I love, I love that you're a marketing and communication specialist. That's very evident in the work you do helping prepare our newsletter every month uh, that goes out. Um, you are uh, the editor-in-chief of that newsletter. And the reason that it, it is so well done is, is all because of you. So I really appreciate your help with that and really appreciate your work and support here in the College of Ed. Well, welcome to both of you. I'm excited that we're, we get a chance to finally meet and speak. Um, there's a couple phenomenal uh, uh, degree programs that I wanted to focus on today. One is at the master's level and one is at the doctoral level. And Dr. Woodhouse, let's, let's start with you, um, if you wouldn't mind. Um, Please talk about the master's degree in adult and higher education. Who would be a good candidate for this program? Uh, And to which career pathway would this degree program apply specifically? Yes, sure. So uh, the MED with an emphasis, and I'll speak specifically about the higher education emphasis. uh, It was recently approved to broaden the emphasis to include college access and career readiness. Uh, This degree program now prepares students to pursue careers as 
transition planning advocates and student services professionals in both K through 12 and higher ed settings. Uh, UMSL is the only higher education institution in the local area that now offers this broad an emphasis in college access and career readiness. We've revised the curriculum, uh, which now includes um, several new innovative courses. Uh, we have one course that focuses on academic advising and coaching and the first year experience for college students. Um, there is a course that emphasizes enrollment management and student retention. And there is also a course related to the psychosocial development of emerging adults. And then our final new course that pertains to college access and career readiness for the emerging adult, that particular course. So I know people may not know what an emerging adult is. I think that's new language that's used in the educational psychology literature. And so with those last two courses that I mentioned, um, the one that involves psychosocial development, as well as the one that pertains to college access and career readiness, the emerging adult are these are the students in high school who are transitioning uh, out of high school, they may be in grades nine through 12, and they're eventually transitioning out of high school uh, to make decisions about whether or not they will attend college, or they will move directly into the workforce, or maybe there might be an in intermediary whereby they may decide to um, establish, you know, maybe go to the community college and establish a trade and, uh, and move from there into the workforce. Uh, there's also the internship component has also evolved for this program. And it allows students now to complete three separate internship opportunities in different educational settings if they choose. I've also established a partnership with KIPP Academy, which is really exciting. And this allows students who are interested in K through 12 college and career advising to work alongside the college and career advisors at KIPP to learn more about the practical aspects of K through 12 advising. The program also includes an emphasis in student services leadership. And that is, that's the, that's an older emphasis. And so the broadened emphasis, as I mentioned, now includes the college access and career readiness components. And so with the um, student services leadership component, uh, we are able to prepare practitioners to pursue entry-level and mid-level staff and administrative positions in higher education institutions. Um, there are a number of courses that are focused in this area, including um, understanding administration and governance in higher education, community college leadership and workforce development, uh, law and student affairs administration, and understanding the historical development and access to higher education institutions. The curricular structure of the program accommodates the professional interests of our students and provides flexible course options beyond what is documented as part of the formal curriculum. So for instance, students who are interested in college access and career readiness can take courses focused in childhood trauma and maltreatment. And this better equips practitioners who will become a transition planning advocates to meet students where they are and promote their holistic development as they you know, make preparation to transition and develop life skills that will enable them to be successful adults. Um, I, I think I heard you say uh, at the beginning that this is a degree program that would cater to not just higher education professionals, but also K-12 educators. Is that is that accurate? That's correct. That's what? correct. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, do you find a good mix of the two or do you find it leaning more one way or the other in terms of the student population that are involved in the program? Actually, there's a mixture of the two. I have noticed that I have some K-12 teachers 
who have um, enrolled in the program and they are interested in um, either staying with, staying in the K through 12 educational environment or transitioning into roles in which they can um, support those students who are interested in like TRIO programs, um, Upward Bound and Science Awareness. And so they're interested in supporting those students as they're, as they're making decisions about potentially pursuing a college education. Mm-hmm. And so I do have a mixture of those. I see more of a mixture in the EDD program. I have a ton of people from K through 12 who are enrolled in that program. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I see that, you know, the master's program is also changing to also um, represent those students who are teachers in K through 12 or teacher leaders, or maybe even some that um, who are interested, they might be special education directors or maybe serve in other roles. Uh, in the um, K through 12 environment, and they have an interest in this in this type of work. Okay, well, that's fascinating. I guess on the surface, you would look at this and think, oh, higher education, that wouldn't be for me because I'm a high school science teacher. Also, I won't look at that program. But obviously, it is something that any K-12 educator could use and apply towards the work they do in their classrooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Because I what I have tried to explain to many of the students that I, um, I meet with before they make a decision is that you do not necessarily, you know, this program is not in any way um, designed to attract K-12 teacher leaders and others to move into um, a higher education environment to work with certain pre-collegiate programs necessarily, but how do you even inspire students and begin to mentor and work with students who, you know, who you have immediate contact with? How do you work with them to help them understand how to think about planning their careers after high school? What does that look like for them? And so how do you start to inspire and encourage them? And how do you develop um, maybe transition plans, you know, with these students? How do you have those conversations with them? How do you start to document, you know, what a transition plan could potentially look like for your students uh, in the in the K-12 classroom? And is, uh, is this master's program a, a cohort-based program that starts at a specific time, or is it something that anyone could enroll in at any time and begin taking taking classes? Yes, students can enroll at any time. We really do employ a rolling admissions process. And so Mm -hmm. students are able to enroll at any any given semester. Excellent. So the master's of uh, an MED in adult and higher education. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Woodhouse. You mentioned um, the EDD program, the doctoral program. So let's dive into that. I want to make sure I say this correctly. Uh, an, An education doctorate in college access, career readiness, and student services in higher education. Um, uh, Alexandra, uh, could you share a little bit about this program? Um, How has the program evolved? uh, And has the expanded emphasis seen a growth in enrollment in the doctoral program? Certainly. Um, So Dr. Woodhouse, she has expanded the focus of the EDD cohort that was formerly named Higher Education Student Services to now also include this broadened college access and career readiness focus. Her current cohort began in the fall semester of 2021, and it has experienced exponential interest and enrollment growth with more than 70 inquiries related to this topic area. This really shows the growing need of supports and transition planning for K-12 and post-secondary students in the, our region. 
The students in the cohort, as well as the faculty mentors, come from a, a wide range of industries, including K-12 education, community college, traditional four-year institutions, and private college preparation agencies, to name a few. And similar, similar to our master's degree in higher education, and we also have a graduate certificate program, the EDD cohort is fully online, and students can take classes that are in flexible formats in four and eight-week sessions, and the online courses include a mix of Zoom interactive courses as well as 100% online courses. So we've really tailored the program to work with the, the flexible needs of working professionals and practitioners. There is a target, I would say there's a targeted and intentional immersion of the students and faculty mentors over the course of the three to three and a half year cohort program in order to ensure that the students are thoroughly prepared to conduct practitioner research toward application of a problem of practice. The culminating um, capstone experience for the EDD program is a collaborative dissertation in practice in which students were in teams of four to six students to research a problem of practice that impacts the workplace or the community. We're going to have our next doctoral cohort will launch during the fall 2024 semester, and we hope to begin publicizing this new cohort emphasis and accept applications during the fall of 2023. So stay tuned. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, what type of education professionals do you find that are interested in this program? Is there a specific career track that seems to gravitate toward this, or do you have a wide variety of a very eclectic group of, of education professionals? Who's a good fit? Maybe I can I can answer that question for you, David. Um, there are I have K twelve teacher leaders who are who have joined the cohort. Uh, I have individuals who are interested in serving as transition support specialists for K through 12 students um, who have an interest or have expressed an interest in career options immediately following high school. So we've got, you know, one group of students who are focused uh, principally on uh, those students who want to transition from high school and move immediately into the workforce. And so there's one group that's working on a dissertation that's related solely to that. Uh, I also have a number of principals and special education directors, as well as special education teachers who have also joined the cohort. I also have um, individuals from uh, a number of colleges and universities in the area who serve as maybe directors of advising, or they are um, advisors in um, a college or university setting. Uh, those are also um, individuals were represented as part of the cohort. And so there is like just this just this huge, um, a huge representation across both K through 12 and higher education settings whereby these people have all come together to figure out how can we work better? Um, how do we collaborate across these educational settings in order to ensure that all students can be successful? I assume there's a, is there a cohort going on right now, I assume? There is. Mm -hmm. And I so, have um, I have 50, 52 students enrolled in the cohort, I believe, to date. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was extremely popular. Mm -hmm. Does the master in adult and higher education, is that kind of a stepping stone towards this uh, doctoral program? Or are they kind of connected in terms of 
you know, it would be a great opportunity for someone to get the master's in adult and higher ed and then continue on and get the doctorate uh, in this program? That's correct. Um, it is the master's program will now serve as a feeder because the um, emphases for both programs are the same now. And so it does serve as a feeder. There's also a graduate certificate uh, that's named College Access Student Success and Student Services Leadership. We call it CASEL. So there's also this grad certificate program for those students who might want this, um, this brief immersion uh, in uh, in a program in this in this in a program that will satisfy their curiosity to just learn more about those areas, and so the the Castle Grad Certificate is um, a twelve credit hour program. So students take four courses, and the courses are all courses that are offered as part of the master's program. So they could transfer those courses into the master's program if they would like to, you know, further explore um, their curiosity and they like to earn a master's degree. They're able to do that, and then maybe even ultimately, you know, transition into the EDD program. Now, if someone has a master's, but it was not in adult and higher education, they'd still be eligible for the EDD uh, that we just talked about. Are there yes. prerequisites involved? Is there anything they need to do to prepare in order to participate in the cohort starting in 2024? There are no prerequisites. We do accept students who have master's degrees, we will apply 33 credit hours of master's coursework for a conferred degree toward the doctoral program. So typically it's an 80 credit hour program, but students typically only have to complete approximately 47 credit hours in order to earn the degree. Uh, does that shorten the length of the cohort or does that just reduce the number of classes they have to take in the cohort? It doesn't shorten the length of the cohort because the cohort is a three-year program. Uh, the, the courses are designed in such a way that students can complete 47 credit hours over the course of those three mm -hmm. to three and a half years. Fantastic. Well, those sound incredible. Um, and obviously the doctoral program must be a very popular one to have over 50 individuals in the current cohort. Um, that's fantastic. And I'm sure as word gets out about the adult and higher education master's program, you might find the same to be true of that degree program. So for uh, to give you guys both a chance to share anything that you maybe wanted to share and haven't had a chance to, um, is there anything else uh, you'd like to share about these uh, incredible uh, master's and doctoral programs or anything else, else at all about the Umsel College of Education? We'll start with you, Dr. Woodhouse. I don't think that I mentioned that the uh, master's degree program is now completely online. So students have the option of uh, taking courses, Zoom interactive courses, as well as 100% online classes. And so I'm excited about the fact that we've been able to move it um, into an online environment. Students can take all of their courses online. Alexandra, is there anything else you want to share uh, before we uh, end our time? Well, David, I just wanted to thank you for having Dr. Woodhouse and I, um, as your guests today, I would like to add that we pride ourselves on providing unwavering student support services to our higher education master's students and all doctoral students in the College of Education, whether they're in the higher education cohort or um, another cohort or a, the PhD program. We are always happy to help and connect with students. So That's contact excellent. us if you have any questions or want to explore your interests. We'd yes. love to hear from you. Fantastic. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate the work you do. Um, you provide an incredible service for the education community um, and is evident by uh, these amazing um, opportunities. Uh, if, you, if anyone listening does have a question and wants information about either the 
master's degree in adult in higher education or uh, the college access career readiness and student services and higher education doctoral program. You can reach out to me directly. Um, my uh, email address is D-A-S-T-O-F-E-R at U-M-S-L.edu. Or you can just call me at 314-243-0773. And I'd be happy to get you connected with either uh, Dr. Woodhouse or uh, Alexandra Gresick to learn more. Alexandra, Dr. Woodhouse, thanks so much for being here today. And thanks for all you do in the College of Education. Thank you so much, David, for having us. Thank you, David. I am honored that you chose to join me today for the University of Missouri St. Louis College of Education podcast. I hope you'll join me next time. Till then, I'm David Stouffer. Thank you for the work you do. Never forget, you are making a difference every day. Thank you.